Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 90 Splicers and Earth Mover. Hi, friends. We're entering season two now of the wonderful Batman Beyond Future. I am Al. I'm Maggie. I cannot believe we're in season two already. Well, we're we're into shows now that only get 13 episodes per season. I so it's that's true. And we're when we do them British in pairs TV like shows. this, you know, like mm. we, we do pairs and then three at the end. So it's like it's over in what, six weeks? Yeah, basically. So, yeah, six more weeks will be through season two. So mm-hmm. how many seasons does this do? Uh, four. Wow. So, you know. We got a few. We, I think I believe we're we got more. There. I believe we got more episodes than Super. No, because Superman had longer seasons at first. So. Yeah. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm I'm talking off the top of my head here, so I mm. might be. But I know for a long time the game in animation was getting to that magic number of 65 episodes because yes. that's syndication. Yeah. And I think that's the case here, but I might be wrong about that. That was the uh, what you could r- run every day for a year or something like that well no no because every week that hang on i think i think 52 like 52 divides evenly into uh 13s which is why 13 episode seasons happen i think right because if you get you know if you get four well yeah that's 52 okay so yeah they didn't make it to 65 with the show they made it to 52 no so you could show one a week for a year but there you go that yeah they were i can't remember if they were still doing like i guess this wasn't one of the like New episode every day once, no. like, uh, like no. animated series was. And neither was Superman. I don't think yeah. any of these were, honestly. Like, Well, no, once they moved to uh, the WWWB. Uh-huh. Which I heard the CW is going under now, so oh. they're going to be called something else again. Well, good night, sweet prince. I don't know if they're going under or if they're rebranding or if they're getting bought or whatever, but uh-huh. I know the CW won't be a thing much longer. Mm. Weird. So, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, we definitely have, like, we're definitely sort of building the future world, like, mm-hmm. putting a, a, a huge new element in with this first episode, like, that makes it feel different than, uh, not that different from Gotham in whatever time it was set in, but still. Mm-hmm. I mean, this happened a lot in old Gotham. <laughs> it did. Uh, but why don't you tell us what happens in Splicers? A new fad is sweeping the nation. It's called splicing, and it's taking America by storm. It basically involves giving yourself animal DNA. Most of the kids at Terry's school are experimenting with it, giving themselves cat eyes or leopard spots or the one kid who impaled himself on his own narwhal horn, the poor dumb goat. (laughs) Terry doesn't like it or trust it, and Bruce agrees with him. Mostly because back in the day, any scientist with a syringe and a dream was turning Catwoman into a cat or forcing a mountain gorilla to drive a taxi cab. (laughs) After some splicers start freaking out on a subway car, and listen, I can absolutely see the appeal of instant changes to your body, but I draw the line at bothering anybody on mass transit. We are all just trying to get home, bull man. (laughs) Terry takes Dana to Chimera Labs to investigate. Once there, he instantly ditches Dana because Terry is a bad boyfriend, and then he changes into Batman to investigate. He's very quickly sniffed out by some cheetah lady, and then the creator of Splicers, Dr. Cuvier, a name I will never pronounce correctly, injects him with man-bat serum. Terry escapes, stops some Splicers to try to murder Commissioner Gordon's husband, again, and then turns into man-bat-man. Beyond. Man-bat-man. Bat-man-man. 
Batman bat. Help! Maggie, snap out of it. So Terry returns to the bat cave and Bruce shoots him with the antidote because, of course, Bruce has the antidote. He's done this about a million times. Then he finds one of Cuvier's Duclaws and sends Ace out with Terry to find Cuvier. Team Bathound tracks Cuvier to an abandoned taxidermist, the hideout only worthy of Craven the Hunter, and beats up everybody. Unfortunately, Bruce only gave Terry three rounds for his antidote gun. That's okay. Nobody expects Bruce Wayne to know how, how to do anything to guns that isn't breaking them. Cuvier takes a bunch of splicer syringes and shifts into multi-animal final boss form. He's got a snake's tail, some tiger shit going on, weird hawk face, and the soul of a parrot. But that doesn't come up very much. Terry, out of ammo... Decides to double fu the fuck down on Cuvier and injects him with a bunch of random syringes, turning into Final Boss Phase 2 mode, a gross, quivering pile of tentacles, mouths, and duck penises. Why do all of these Batman villains end up like being weird blobs? <laughs> Ace arrives to save the day because he is the best boy, the taxidermist burns down because dead animals are highly flammable, and Terry escapes. Cuvier hopefully burns to death because that can only be an improvement on his current state. I would, uh, I would pay good money to hear you say Cuvier, like, yeah. I was, I just kept hearing Dave Cuvier. <laughs> Dave Cuvier, and this is my Popeye impression? Mm-hmm. This should be enough to get me on a, a TV show for ten years, right? And it did. Mm-hmm. Um. And also dating Alanis Morissette. <laughs> oh, well, that can't ever uh, backfire on me, ever. Sure. That'll be fine. Hope no one writes a song about this. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Cut it out. So, uh, I imagine you quite enjoyed this one. I really like this one. No way. Uh-huh. So much body horror. Uh-huh. Oh, good. My exact shit showed up. Yeah. That was nice of them. We got a lot of that in both episodes, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, no, we'll get to the other stuff in a minute. But, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, this is, this is good. And like I say, it, it feels like we're, like, I love all the things that were scary, mad science, like people who only had like the the best resources mm. could do stuff like this back in Bruce's day. And now just teenagers can do it. Well, I love that that's it's such a clear evolution, but also they don't like they don't make a point of like like uh, Cuvier never says like oh, I used uh, the Langstrom serum or whatever. Actually, to... I, I remembered there being a direct connection either to Langstrom or to um uh, Milo, and I was mm -hmm. a little, not disappointed, but mostly disappointed in my own memory. Yeah. I mean, then he might come back or something. I don't think so. I looked it up, and I don't think so. Just burned to death. Milo, well, I mean, this guy might come back. What I'm yeah. saying is, like, they don't they don't connect those people to now. Mm -hmm. um, Milo does appear in Justice League. Yes. But, uh, like, I'm surprised. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Like, I don't need everything to be a tightly woven web. It's like... Mm -hmm. Someone started this science 50 years ago, and many other people could have picked it up. Who knows? I just like Bruce is like, oh, God, they're turning themselves into animals again. I'm going to have to beat up so many people. Look, and, and animals. And animals. I had, I had like a month where this just kept happening in unrelated incidents. It's, <sighs> it's just, it wasn't fun for me. <sighs> I went to the zoo constantly. <laughs> had, to get a, had to get a yearly pass. Yeah. And I own that zoo. I shouldn't have to do that. No, I'd just be able to walk into the zoo. It's my zoo. I own that lion. Yeah. It, that I... lion is there because I saved it from the Joker. Mm-hmm. I saved so many animals from the Joker, Terry. Uh, uh -huh. So many sure. animals. Sure you did. Here's your soup. <laughs> but yeah, this, this is your good thing, right? Like, you like oh, yeah. all this I, stuff. You know I love all the weird splice guys. Of course. The fucking... 
the snake guy especially very uh-huh. cool looking dude like yep there's a lot of just like opening his mouth real big and like slithering down crap i'm like yes this is a good design dude no, and, and of once course again I, oh go ahead and of course i'm also a huge fan of giant blob monsters yep well we got some of that too we got some mm-hmm. straight up like last part of akira bit happening there oh yeah uh, once again, this show, like, really going above and beyond, most of above and Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. most of the other shows that they make in, in the character design aspect, like, because uh, none of this looks exactly like the animal people we saw in the animated series. Mm. It, it fits in this world, and it's sort of unique, and they all get weird fucking animations that fit what their abilities are. Yeah. Which is super cool. Like the like you say, the snake the snake guy basically unhinges his jaw at one yeah, point. Yeah, it, it rules. Yeah, it's like I really want him to try to swallow Terry's head. Mm-hmm. But then you get just little touches, like uh, Chelsea uh, gets cat eyes. That was also very cool. Like I can see yeah. the appeal here. You know. Oh, I one hundred percent think that uh, Amanda would get mm-hmm. this stuff the instant it was available. Oh yeah. So. It's like, oh, you want horns? Not really, but cat's eyes are pretty fucking cool. Yeah, what's what could possibly be any disadvantage whatsoever? Mm-hmm. The thing I didn't quite get about Cuvier's, uh, um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like that now. <laughs> um, his plan to turn Terry into a monster mm-hmm. is his main point is splicing is not dangerous and should mm-hmm. be legal. Yeah, and so. He tries to prove this by turning someone into a hideous monster who can't control himself. Mm-hmm. That seems counterproductive, dude. Yeah, like, what's the plan? You're gonna let like Terry, you know, out into the world to just go fuck people up, and then people are gonna go, "Yeah, Batman turned into a man bat and tried to kill a bunch of people." We should really do something about splicers. Yeah, look, it's like I've been saying, splicing turns you into a dangerous monster who can't mm-hmm. control himself. Yeah. Um, I do like. There's a bit where uh, Barbara. Mm-hmm. realizes oh shit that's that is not terry that is yep. some kind of horrible because mo- he's st- he's just started changing yeah and people you know batman moves fast and he's in all black so it'd be real easy to miss some of that stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know before he starts foaming at the mouth it's possible you you might not see that i got a lot of fun it's for terry with a mouthful of fangs that's a good fucking yeah. look <laughs> but he literally starts foaming at the mouth yep. like he's rabid too yep. but but barbara realizing oh you are not really responsible for your actions right now. And like what I like, and I don't know if this was deliberate or not. It's just something Mm -hmm. I liked to see was uh, when you see the news report afterwards and they talk about Batman, uh, they do not mention that he turned into a monster because I believe Barbara didn't share that detail. Mm -hmm. She said, someone came for my husband, Batman saved him and then went away like Batman does. Yep. And that's it. And I, again, this is headcanon more than mm-hmm. anything, but I like the idea that Barbara knows. Hey, look, I wish he wasn't doing this, but eh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. out him. This is just gonna make things harder. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And I was saved by Batman, who is a good boy, mm-hmm. and he's doing his best. Speaking of good boy, yes, my good thing. Mm-hmm. I love when Ace is a part of the story. Like it's so good. Like Ace helps Terry sniff out the weird animal guys, mm-hmm. and then. Saves him from the big monster at the end. Yep, it's great. It's, it's it is. It's great. Yep, and there is a whole episode uh, coming up mm. where we get Ace's uh, tragic backstory, and it it focuses largely on Ace, and it's it's also very good. But I like sometimes he just jumps in and saves the day. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's a great like 
<clears throat> just sort of like a like a low level like how are we going to track this guy well i do have a dog that's very well trained mm -hmm. yeah we like, can't really use the like the geiger counter or any kind of radiation mm -hmm. or any kind like there's what are we detecting exactly yep. oh well they probably smell terrible mm -hmm. uh, that's musk you know who's good at spotting smells from very far away dogs this dog i own mm -hmm. aren't you well, good at spotting spells this, yes you are this dog who lives with me this this dog who cohabitates with me he pays rent yeah look it's a it's a big mansion mm -hmm. <laughs> the dog the dog really uh, occupies about half of it he pays rented bones, and I have no idea where he's getting them. But uh... well, we've we've discussed before that the front lawn of uh, Wayne Manor is probably littered with corpses. Mm -hmm. A lot of bones out there. Uh huh. All oh, he's got left skull. is his bones. That's weird. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's a pretty good nickname for reason for a nickname, ain't it, Jim? Yeah. All I got left is my bones. Oh, I'll call you Bones then, but we'll talk about it off camera. Good. Uh -huh. Uh, I'm also you... a doctor. Well, that has nothing to do with anything, so... Oh, well, I'm just going to spend the rest of my life telling you all the things I'm not. <laughs> so you will remember that I am a doctor. We'll see how many syllables I can get into jam. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your bad thing? Uh, I know it was last season, but someone did just try to kill Babs' husband already. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that he's sort of the perpetual uh, hostage here's the thing if it happens like eight more times i'm gonna be uh extremely down for it but if it's just two episodes back to back it's gonna just look lazy well it wasn't back to back it was like uh i think it was yeah it was the curare episode so it was two episodes ago mm -hmm. oh, okay so fine so he gets a week off and then he gets kidnapped again yeah like he probably wasn't much in involved in that blight business mm -hmm. let's kill sam oh come on guys i'm just trying to be the da yes the most killable person in gotham yeah i mean the district attorney of gotham city when he's not already a criminal himself mm -hmm. that's you know it's like painting a big target on your mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. so also, also married to the commissioner so yeah married to the commissioner would make him a double target because mm -hmm. i'm not fucking with that tough scary commissioner but uh she's she's got a weakness in her partner who's mm -hmm. not very good at fighting so look how uh, easy this guy is to kidnap yeah oh man you just fold him up and put him in your briefcase i went to law school i don't know karate <laughs> i'm a very good lawyer i was a judge i don't i don't know how to fight <laughs> Needed to teach me that uh, futuristic lawyer karate. Mm hmm. Um, my main thing actually ties into your quote. Yes. So why don't you set that up and we'll play that here. All right, so here's my quote, which I just thought was a funny line from early in the episode. Nobody can stop splicing. It's the future, whether you stinking scared norms like it or not. How about not, Snake Boy? Listen, Norm, don't even think about dissing us. Go chew a can. Huh? Yeah, that's some good banter from Terry, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, but also, uh, I, I made it a little longer than maybe you wanted because I wanted to include the other guys calling the non-spliced people norms. <laughs> which, look, this is going to come up a lot. I actually, and I've said this before, I like some of the future slang on this show. Yeah, some of it is not bad. But, and this is something I hear people do now where it's like, you want to talk about people, say, who don't have tattoos and piercings. Mm -hmm. Or you want to talk about straight people or you know anyone who's not yeah. part of the subculture you're a part of mm -hmm. and you call them norms or normies mm -hmm. it sounds real stupid it does like it it just does mm -hmm. it also it just sounds like they're trying to uh to call everyone norm like from yeah. cheers hey norm. norm what's up norm oh that guy's a cliff but you're a norm mm -hmm. 
What a mean thing to say. <laughs> the cliff thing. Norm seems pretty cool. I wouldn't call anyone a cliff. Good lord. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about that, uh, Normie. <laughs> uh, the interesting yeah. thing there is... Uh... The thing is, like, um, and and this is our, uh, hey, it's that guy. Uh, the, the goat kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the goat man is Ice-T, which is a wonderful sentence. Ice-T plays the goat, Maggie. It's <laughs> just such a good thing. I, I love doing this dumb show. Is he the greatest of all time? Nope, just a goat. No, no, no. It's not not in the modern sense. He's no. literally a goat man. Yep. I not think he like was... a, Not like Pan, not like goat legs. He's, he's mixed all mixed up like around his whole body. I feel like he was trying for, like, bull. Uh, there is a bull kid later, I think. That might be who I'm thinking of. And maybe, because I know you haven't seen a ton of the show, it might have been in Return of the Joker, but uh, mm-hmm. there, there's definitely a kid with a with a bull ring in his nose that, yeah. that somebody grabs so he can punch his face. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he get his bull ring pulled out in this one? Am I crazy? Uh, I'm, I'm possibly. I only watched it an hour ago. Who can right. remember? <laughs> uh, but also the kid's name was Raymond and his uh, animal alter ego was Ramrod, mm-hmm. which that's pretty good. Yep. It's terrible. But it's pretty good. Well, everybody does love Ramrod. Well, it's, you know, Ram, Mm because he's got the horns. Well, Ram into you. There's Ram horns. And it sounds like Raymond. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's good. It's going to be my animal name. All right. But it's, um, nobody else had one of those. No. Only he completely committed to it. He was really into the whole thing, I think. He also has the line, I'm never going back. Yeah, I wonder, like, and, and I need to be very clear, this is not in any way kink shaming or mm-hmm. like looking down on but i genuinely wonder what furries like th- if they're if this is the greatest thing that ever happened to them yeah or and if any of these kids are well, i briefly mentioned like uh, i briefly uh, mentioned this in the summary the there's absolutely an appeal of having like a patch or something that'll instantly change your body you know oh of course you've talked about this like long before you were out mm-hmm. just in star trek just being a cool idea <laughs> Gee, that seems like it would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Probably nothing to dig up there. I mean, like I'm, I'm trying to think back of its earliest incarnation. I think it was when Kirk uh, disguised himself as a Romulan because mm-hmm. that's when Star Trek uh, revealed that. Oh yeah, a, a quick surgery can make you any alien species you want. Yeah, and there were a lot of implications there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that took like ten minutes. Really, <laughs> ten minutes? Yeah. You say and affordable? Mm-hmm. Do go oh, yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Plus, if your best friend's a doctor, he'll he'll you know, he'll he'll grumble a lot. Mm-hmm. But you'll give him a cool nickname, so it's okay. Eh. Um there's a there's a very I, I keep going back to how cool Barbara is just because Barbara's very cool. She's in this episode for about thirty seconds. Yep, but she's uh, awesome in every single one but of them. She a, just... There's a bit where she's like a little obviously horny for her husband and oh, it's yeah. very cute. Mm-hmm. It's like he's like, I I got a lot of time to kill or something. She's like, I know how we can kill the time. Like before the before the dumb mm. goat man and his gang comes in. <laughs> you guys fuck it in here. We'll come back. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so nice when people can still be romantic at the twilight years. Yeah. I... Fuck up. Get out of here. Look, it's the future. I'm going to live to be 150. Mm-hmm. Bruce is 20 years older than me and he's still around. So yep. These aren't my twilight years. <laughs> uh... Uh, what else? What else? Uh, I like uh, the cheetah lady sniffing out Terry. Yeah, that was it's good. It's a pretty obvious use of animal powers, but like, I like it uh, yeah. overcoming his cloaking device. Yeah, it's just like something smells like narc. 
I didn't. He, they said his humans stink. <laughs> and it's like, really? This pl- I'm sure this place smells absolutely delightful. Mm-hmm. Between the formaldehyde, the, the all of you, just mm-hmm. your natural musk, at least one of you is probably peeing all over everything. Oh, yeah. There's no way goat guy isn't pissing on the corner. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about the specific habits of animals to say which one is doing it, but at least one of them is doing I, it. I, I just know that goats are awful and probably mm. would piss everywhere if given the chance. Now, which is more awful, a goat or a goose? I mean, geese are the goats of birds. Mm. Like, that's just science. I guess so. You're smarter in science than me, so I defer to you. I don't know. I was almost fucked up by a goose. I've never been almost fucked up by a goat, and I have met several goats. See, I have not met a lot of these animals. I have never really seen a goose up close and mm-hmm. for the longest time. Like, when the horrible goose game came out and everyone talked about how horrible geese were, I'm like, you mean those things fly, that fly way up in the sky in a V formation? They're they're horrible, huh? You okay. uh, you needed to go to more petting zoos. I went to a lot of nah. petting zoos in my youth. Yeah, I didn't. I grew up almost out in farm country, not mm-hmm. quite. So it felt a little redundant to have a place with animals if you could just go to a farm, which I never really did. My uh, my mom used to take us to Stanley Park, and there was a big petting zoo there when I was a kid. And so I got to meet a lot of goats and sheep and pissed off chickens. <laughs> You went to Stan Lee Park? Stan Lee Park. You'll love it, true believer. Uh-huh. We got a swing set. <laughs> and a water park over there. All right. I stole this water park from Jack Kirby. He probably did. <clears throat> uh, I will say there were some uh, kind of lazy sound effects happening. I'm glad you, you I'm glad you noticed that, because I did too, and then I started doubting myself. No, there, there were some good ones, but there were some, like, wait a minute. That's like a gorilla or yeah. something. Why does of these this, guys are gorillas. Why does this guy sound like a lion? Yeah. There is a, a very particular, I think it's a jaguar or cheetah growl that's used in a lot of things. That the they wow, use wow, wow. Yeah, that's the one. And I, yeah. I kind of like it, but yeah. it's like, okay, you guys are usually better than this. Mm. So. Uh, uh, what else? Anything? Let's see. Um. Oh, I want to point out that nobody pronounces Chimera correctly. They no, all say th- Shimera. Again, I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, it's Chimera, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Now uh, I am a tr- just... now I am a true Shimera, Batman. Are you that? You might as well just call yourself Gamera. <laughs> well, he is a friend to all children who uh-huh. want to turn into animals. And he turns into a giant turtle, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, there's definitely some turtle in there. I'd probably. Uh, Terry uh, takes the stinger part of him and shoves it back into him and i'm like mm-hmm. things with stingers can't get stung by their own stingers and then it was like no that's just to really confuse him and then he uh-huh. like punches him in the face or something I'm like well okay <laughs> you can't poison me with my own poison oh can't i yeah but if you're 30 things maybe you can mm-hmm. that part uh. of you is a scorpion but this part of you is like a, a chipmunk he poisoned the cow part of me oh no my udders <laughs> more like your utter defeat Ugh. I mean, the first thing he says is, you bring out the beast in me, Batman. So, like, and and we know from your quote and from a whole season of this uh-huh. show, Terry loves him some bad jokes. So oh, like, yeah. I just assumed this was going to turn into, like, insult sword fighting from Monkey well, Island. I, I also realized, like, this is also a very Spider-Man thing to do is to fight guys who are also animals. That's mostly what he does. Yeah. But they, they, again, they found a good way. Oh, yeah, it's the future, of course. Mm-hmm. Genetic splicing, like genetic engineering is, is a staple of, of future sci-fi stories. Like, this is, 
We're, you know, we got to do these. Yeah, this is way easier than getting the local newspaper man to put a guy in a scorpion costume. Uh Uh-huh. Or for the local newspaper man himself to step into a robot suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was one of my first issues of Mm Spider-Man. I thought J. Jonah Jameson was a robot for a long time. (laughs) And not like a, not like a cyborg or like a, you know, a mannequin. What do you call it? A fucking... Like an android? An android, yeah. I was a mannequin. No. And... (laughs) You know, somebody disguised as a human. No, a big, clunky, boxy robot with the face of uh, <laughs> J. Jonah James. Mm-hmm. He's very angry, but he also still has to run a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Why robots should take over the world. <laughs> An exhaustively researched report by J. Jonah Jameson. Miss Brandt, get me some oil. My son is a famous werewolf. <laughs> Uh, it's the Marvel Universe. There's a lot of werewolves. you mm-hmm. got to do something to be distinctive to be a werewolf there, and he's an astronaut. So. An astronaut werewolf who turns into a werewolf on the moon. Mm-hmm. We're werewolves on the moon. We make a large aroo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's everything. <laughs> okay. We will move forward now to Earth Mover. Terry and Dana are hanging out at the house of some kid from their school we've never seen before, and if either of them were just a little bit smarter, they'd definitely be placing bets over this new girl, either becoming a supervillain or becoming the target of one. Terry's not completely stupid, though. He knows his times tables, which is something most kids in the future don't know because of calculators. (laughs) Ha ha, what a bunch of stupid kids. The new girl, whose name is Jackie, by the way. Anyway, Jackie's stepdad, Bill, comes in to telegraph that uh, he is definitely not a bad guy. And then, with the impeccable timing of a tightly plotted 22-minute cartoon episode, the house starts shaking. Sounds like some kind of earth mover, says Terry in a voice that sounds an awful lot like Batman. And he darts out onto the roof to check it out. Huh, that was strange, does Dana. (laughs) Out on the lawn, Terry sees a big lumbering guy made of dirt, which he fight sequences for a few minutes. Later, he tells Bruce about it, but Bruce insists there's no such thing as dirt people and that Terry should just shut up. But Terry has no interest in being Gotham guy gaslighted by the old man. (laughs) I was pretty proud of that one, thank you. (sighs) And brings up Clayface. Wow, good job, kid. And he knows his multiplication tables, too. Then Terry fights the dirt monster about 200 more (laughs) times, and eventually we discover that Jackie's stepfather, Bill, sent her biological father, Tony, into a bunch of glowing green Springfield goo because business or something. And now Tony has been transformed into Dirt Tony. <laughs> Dirt Tony swears revenge on stepdad Bill and just wants his daughter back. You got all that? Great, because now it's time for 60 or 70 more punching scenes. <laughs> we do see pre-Dirt Tony Tony's glowing remains, which is pretty cool, but otherwise it's just Terry mud wrestling for 10 minutes with the mud nearly winning several times. Then they murder the guy who's already dead and escape in a submarine. <laughs> Love a Dirt Tony 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 reference. <laughs> Uh, we both ended up sort of getting caught in feedback uh. loops this time. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by two idiots repeating names indefinitely. Uh-huh. And being delighted by themselves. Of course. Paul of Tompkins yesterday tweeting about how the comedian he laughs at the most is himself. And I was like, yep, you, you know, sure do. Fair enough. I don't feel so bad about it when a guy like that can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh. This one wasn't bad, but I, I mean, as I as I sort of implied in my summary, mm-hmm. I found it a bit slow. Yeah, I get that. It's a lot of fight scenes and a lot of dragged out fight scenes, you know? The thing is, there's a lot of good, like, emotional character stuff here. Mm. Like, it just, it's, there's, there's not enough, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly what I wanted more of, but Terry fighting the dirt guy wasn't it. Yeah, it's, the dirt guy's kind of boring, you know? Yeah, like, and the thing is, I don't, like, 
And this is actually my good thing. Mm. This episode is why I keep thinking Clayface shows up in the show. This is the episode I was thinking of. Ah. But the animation they give him is very different than Clayface, which is great. Mm -hmm. Like, Clayface was kind of brutal with a lot of weird weapons that could stab and smother Terry and all kinds of things. This thing is much less creative and much more sort of lumbering. Mm -hmm. It just kind of poops out a rock and then throws it. Like, like, and then that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. then the rock turns back into dirt. Yep. I love that the animators can take two incredibly similarly constructed characters, but established without a word of dialogue how they are completely different that was that was cool well i like the idea that clayface is good at being clayface and yeah, like, well he's an actor so he's good at imitating things and like this dude is a corpse in the ground and the best he can do is sort of throw shitty dirt guys at people and make earthquakes you know like his powers are all just being mad yeah he can take vaguely human shape it's you know it's very much a ghost story because yeah. he can't really could probably remember what he actually looks like yeah it's just like i don't know i had some legs and arms who fucking cares i i got some real it's funny you say ghost story because this really made me think of an old tales from the crypt comic or something you know well it, i mean it could have borrowed from that it, it felt like a lot of and i think terry even i think that was the capper of the episode right? yes. doesn't he say that was a ghost because yeah. it, it really was like mm-hmm. there there was no intellect or consciousness mm-hmm. in uh tony he just he was just sort of, like you said, he was just anger. He was just like this force of, of emotion. Yeah. And I, this is your good thing. Mm-hmm. Just like the way he looked when we finally met. Oh him. yeah. Great week for monsters, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, Tony apparently, uh, yes. is just a desiccated corpse surrounded by barrels of glowing toxic waste. The show is just being written for me at this point now. Like that yeah, the visual rules. of him was amazing. And the fact that he's just like, they, for the design on him, they do they do like a he's basically a painted background instead of like a character. Yeah, and like and the his, glowing pulsates to indicate that he's doing things. Yeah, like that. There's rules. no real movement. He's just a fucking corpse with glowing eyes surrounded by toxic waste barrels. Fuck yes. I like the veins of uh toxic whatever, mm-hmm. like just the veins of glowing stretching all out, showing like oh yeah, that's probably the stuff he controls. Each one of those is probably like nerve endings or yeah. something. Yeah. Like it was it was easy to sort of discern the logic of it which given given the nature of it there isn't much logic. Yeah, no. But there totally is. And it, you know, yeah, that it was super cool. I really mm-hmm. I really did enjoy that. Also, you know, I'm a child of the 90s. I always like when toxic waste is the reason stuff happens. Ah, see, this is actually my bad thing. Uh overall I do like that there's no clear bad guy here. Like mm-hmm. I was reading apparently this is one of Bruce Tim's favorites and no, that's no why because it's not just a straight up antagonist yeah. who's destroying things for the sake of it. like no it's a dad who misses his daughter and feels fucked over by this other guy who made some bad choices mm. but wasn't actually trying to kill the guy and is now trying to take care of his daughter probably out of guilt yep um it's great but businessmen burying canisters of growing glowing green liquid <laughs> was a cliche when the simpsons called it out in like 1990 <laughs> Like, I get that that's how we get to Dirt Tony, but I wish they found a less Captain Planet way to get there. Yeah, this is uh, this is a ver- very much a part of my youth. Uh. Yeah, <clears throat> I get that, but that doesn't make it good. There's plenty uh, no. of things I recognize from my childhood where it's like, well, yeah, that, that strikes a chord in me, but boy, is it a sucky chord. No, it's not, it's not good, but it is like, oh, I remember back when toxic waste was a huge deal in cartoons. Oh, I remember when they really wanted a whole generation of kids to care about the environment, and mm-hmm. then they said, eh, never mind all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it turned out kids can't actually do anything to help the environment. Nope. 
And if they made Captain Planet now, they'd probably have a completely relatable character saying, well, not, the, the science isn't all in on climate change yet. Yeah, exactly. So. Hooray. Things are going real well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they sure are. I, I'd much rather live in this, like, future where people turn themselves into goats. Thank you. Are we podcasting while Rome burns? Oh, of course we are. All right, good. You, is this the first you're realizing that? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, uh. But again, I didn't dislike the episode, I, but I thought some of it was a little lazy, and then there was a fair amount of padding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a lot of big fight scenes that aren't, that interesting you know no, and again i like the way he's animated and i like i just think maybe 50 percent less because they were interesting fights for a while mm-hmm. but then it was just more of the same yeah i feel like it gets a little better once terry's actually in the cave and there's like roots yeah. attacking him and stuff but like yeah because now we understand the reason and the, the fight is a whole has, it takes on a whole new context yeah I think. but a lot of the episode is just dirt guy dirt guy dirt guy dirt guy mm-hmm. but i definitely thought this was a clayface episode like in my head i filed it away as like oh clayface has a daughter Mm -hmm. and he's still around but he's not really clayface anymore yeah but no No. wrong i mean look a lot of this future involves things that bruce wayne has seen before Mm -hmm. i mean bruce wayne's seen a lot of weird shit like that's true and we like the show has to pretend like that Justice League already happened mm-hmm. without it having had happened yet, but there's yep. a whole lot of shit there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look, if you've got to be the guy who's all like ho hum, a guy made out of uh, dirt wasn't even the, the third weirdest thing I used to see every week. Uh huh. You know. No, and and I I wanted to make the gaslit joke because it was right there, but mm-hmm. I like he didn't actually. What he said was uh, that seems implausible, but uh, okay. There probably is a dirt guy. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, I do like his line where he's where he's like, "If there's a dirt guy out there, you think this is the last you've seen of him?" Yeah, exactly. It's it's less that because I was like, "Ugh, are they really gonna do a?" The mentor doesn't believe the hero. Like, I hate that. Especially about this, a thing that yeah. I know for a fact you had to deal with a lot, Bruce. Yeah. No, I. The only time that kind of story would work is if it's someone Bruce trusted, which mm-hmm. doesn't really exist anymore. No. Or, I don't know, like, if he found out something bad happened to, I don't know, like, Alfred did something bad in his past or mm-hmm. something. Like, Yeah, I can see that. Bruce would be like, Haha, no, 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 no. That's my, not my Alfred. Yeah. Um, What's your bad thing? <clears throat> it's kind of a weak one, because I actually really like this episode, but mm-hmm. um, I did not like the look of the bat sub. Yeah. Um, I It's just a dopey-looking submarine, you know? Like, yeah. I really like the idea of just the Batmobile, like the, the the new Batmobile, just converting into whatever vehicle Terry happens to need. And um, I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I because I saw like you had your your stuff in there before I watched the episode, so I was kind of watching. For yeah. That. And I think the reason they did this is because at the end he has to take them out of the cave. Yeah, that makes sense. But there's no passenger room in the Batmobile. They needed to. Oh shit! I guess we need a different vehicle. It's just I just watched Batman sixty six with Brian uh, and Flunk mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, all I can think of is uh, uh, Terry driving around in a futuristic version of his, the Penguin's giant submarine. Uh huh. I mean, that would be very good. A lot of red mood lighting. Mm-hmm. Commodore Schmidlap is there. Everyone's been turned into colorful powder. Mm-hmm. That was the movie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. 
it's it it was the only Batman sixty six we could watch for a long time, yep. and it's quite good there. But it I don't think it's as good as the show. That's fair. There's a lot of uh, uh, boring romance stuff with uh, Bruce Wayne not in costume. That didn't bother me, but um, I was six. Just, I was here to see a Batman movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got both. Mm-hmm. It opens with the fucking you can't get rid of a bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, sh- whole shark situation. Yep, I want more of that and less of this. Okay, I know what I'm about. Yeah, but a movie has has all of it. It's I just thought the show was a little tighter, and mm-hmm. and the show wasn't always that tight. Like sure. sometimes they would stretch it out a little, but um, uh, the movie I thought was just a little like bloated. Mm-hmm. But it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, for the longest time until until uh, Mask of the Phantasm, it was the best Batman movie. Yep. So it's still the second best Batman movie, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. This was like. This is like my reward for watching like three shitty Batman movies with the uh, on that show. It's just like, mm-hmm. no, this year we're watching Batman sixty six. Ah, good. You made me watch uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Ugh. I deserve this. Yeah, you absolutely do. I think the mayor's abusing his powers by uh, forcing <laughs> that on you. At some point, uh, you and I and and Flunk actually watched um, uh, Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. Oh yeah. For that show, which I don't think is posted yet. No, I, no, it point. just went up this week. Ah, okay. So uh, we'll uh, like look forward to that because I actually kind of enjoyed. That, that was show. a lot of fun. That show yeah. ruled. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. That show ruled for a Superman show in the '90s that wasn't animated. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. Which most things I hate. <laughs> look, I don't have much time. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch things like that. I don't like. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I was I was kind of curious where um where the mom was in all of this. I mean, they mentioned she died at oh like, like okay I missed in the that. flashback okay. or something, but fair uh, enough. It's it's skipped over pretty quick, you know. Nah, I I probably missed it. Sometimes I miss if they if there's just one quick thing like that. Um, I love uh uh. What the hell's his name? Bill? I don't uh, know. The, the they stepdad. all had they all had names that were just too sort of ordinary to me. Yep. Which I which is why I'm pretty sure you put Bill instead of Tony because uh-huh. they all just got, you know, bland white dude mm-hmm, names. Mm-hmm. Uh the bit where uh uh Bill takes these teenagers to look at his vacant lot that he just bought was very funny to me. I I have the thing is I've been in that exact situation. Mm-hmm. My dad would have done that because he started a couple of businesses and, like, he thought that was interesting. Yeah. But what I liked was Terry and Dana clearly in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And he just uh, drives off with what's-her-name. And she's like, shouldn't we go back for Terry and Dana? Nah, they're fine. Yeah. They got away. He don't, he don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I kind of get it. Yeah. Look, I, I swear I would protect you. Mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not. I don't give a I shit know about, anything your... about these. You're... I know that uh, the McGinnis kid has a has a criminal record, mm-hmm. and look, Dana's like between you and me, Dana's real dumb. Mm-hmm. Nice kid, dumb as a sack of rocks. Mm-hmm. My dad is a sack of rocks now. <laughs> so he is. <laughs> All comes back around. Uh huh. This is the episode where I noticed Dana's big clunky boots, and I love them. Ah yes. I mean, every look, everything about Dana's look is great. Oh and yeah. I like her voice actor too. Mm-hmm. I just think the character herself is just, very very uh... stupid. Dumb as a bowl of hair. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Amanda and many other people have said, like, if they're not the only woman, mm-hmm. it's not as big of a deal. You can have 
you can have a, you know, math is hard. Let's make cookies <laughs> for the boys. As long as you uh, also have, uh, and actually, we're going to have a great one. She was briefly introduced in way in the background mm-hmm. in the first episode, Max. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know enough about that character. I do not, but I recognize know... the name. Yeah. Uh, she's voiced by Cree Summer, who you've heard voicing oh, yeah. every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, she is a woman of color mm-hmm. with uh, purple hair. Yep. Or pink, pinkish purple, like, you know, like hot pink purple. Sure. Whatever. Um, and she usually dresses like a bee. Cool. Well, she wears, uh, she wears like the same uh, sort of uh, black and yellow combo like uh, like Charlie Brown does. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. No. But uh, she, I think she has like one line in uh, in the Splicers episode at the beginning just because they're showing a bunch of the teens. I, I definitely heard yeah. Cree Summer at some point in this episode. Yeah. Or, or in the last well, she, episode. Well, she was also, I believe, the uh, the Cheetah Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They did that thing where they double up their yeah, stars. Yeah, that but makes like, sense. Um, but, but what I'm saying is Max, mm-hmm. um, slight spoiler, will end up being Terry's sort of combination Robin and um, uh, Oracle. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yes. And uh, so... My original point was we can have dummy Dana because we also have mental Max. I was trying to do something alliterative there, and it got away from me. Dummy Dana was so dumb. How dumb was she? She didn't realize her boyfriend was Batman. For 20 years. For 20 years. All right. Uh, anything else? Let's see here. Uh, I think that's everything I got here. Very well. Well, my original quote was going to be, the horrible, horrible news guy mm-hmm. saying, scientists said that the, the earthquake had a 6.7, which means it had a real good beat and you could dance to it. Shut the yeah. fuck up. I uh, I do still like those weird news reporter guys. Oh, though. I do too. Like but it's, a, it's a cool look. No, what? A, it's not bad writing. Mm-hmm. It's good bad writing. Oh, yeah. It's very on point. It's very when Fry gets back to the present mm-hmm. and says, I miss Morbo. It's, <laughs> it's very that. <laughs> Uh, but it, I instead chose this, which I think we both got a laugh out. This is great. This is, this is Bruce uh, wondering why Terry doesn't know uh, more about this uh, the toxic waste dump, mm-hmm. and he says this. Yep. This stuff can turn a person's DNA inside out. It's toxic industrial waste, probably buried several years ago. That's where Wallace fits in. You're getting a little ahead of me. Don't you read the news? It was only ten years ago. I was seven. Oh. Well, like, yeah, Bruce, you're like time slips away from you, man. Mm-hmm. I found that very relatable. <laughs> I mean, like this is basically every conversation we've ever had. I mean, yeah, there's like eight or nine years between us. Uh-huh. so we, we run into that half a generation gap every now and then. Mm-hmm. But there are uh, voice performers I work with regularly now who are about 10 years younger than you. Uh-huh. So uh, that how dare they like. For instance, people who never have known a world where The Simpsons was a funny show. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. And when I'm directing voice actors, The Simpsons is kind of a go-to. Mm-hmm. Like, could you do this like Ralph Wiggum? What's that from? Who? Oh, man. Here we oh, go. Oh, that crappy show my parents like? Ew. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I feel you, Bruce. Mm. Uh, <sighs> all right. All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's everything. <clears throat> Very well. Not a bad kickoff to the to the season. Yeah. Like I say, I, I thought the second one was paced a little slowly, but there there were some great stuff in there. Yeah. I I also like that we got another named uh kid at the school. Yeah. Like if this all happened to Blaze or um Chelsea, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been as powerful, I think, yeah. because 
like, oh, we already got one of these. We already got a character model and a voice actor. Why why create another yeah. teen? I uh, I like Jackie too. Like I like her whole deal. Yeah, you know? I, It'd be I nice don't to know have that her come back. I don't know that we're ever going to see her again. We might, mm-hmm. but it's it, I I do like at least like it stretches the uh, the credibility when shows and you know the kind of shows I'm talking about. Oh yeah, have the same thing happen to the same you know. Well, this is Terry's uh, uh, teen friend who is not a superhero. Mm-hmm. Therefore, all the weird shit happens to them. Yeah. No. No, they they made Jackie for this, and I like mm-hmm. that. All right. Um. Next week, we have Joyride. Ooh, I remember that one. That's mm. pretty good. And Lost Soul, and I do not know what that is mm. at all. All right. Not a clue. Something about souls, I guess. I guess. Being lost. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, anyway, our website, as ever, is kidslovebatman.com. You want to write to it, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter. I am at Algar. I am at Maggie Robots. And we will be back next week. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala, Norms. <laughs> For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022. Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.